Just days after the Milwaukee Bucks go all in to acquire Damian Lillard, the Celtics call. Boston has now gone all in and they acquire Drew Holiday. Did the Celtics give up too much or does this put us back on top in the East? Lucky's Lounge has got your instant analysis. Let's go. No matter what you were doing this Sunday afternoon, the Boston Celtics and Portland Trailblazers have certainly at least altered your perceptions of how the day was going. Mostly good. A few people think it's bad. Guillermo, the Celtics have traded and acquired Drew Holiday from the Portland Trailblazers. Break down the trade for us. All right. Wow. What a splash by Brad. Uh, Always stirring the pot there. So, uh, the trade is Drew Holiday to the Celtics for Malcolm Brogdon, Rob Williams, the Golden State Warriors 2024 first round pick that we just picked up this offseason, and a 2029 unprotected Celtics first round pick. Wow. Uh, well, first, I just want to say that photo from Marcus's wedding where you had Tatum bookended by his coach and GM, the look on Brad's face. I'm going to start calling him the Brad father. Okay. (laughs) He clearly made an, he clearly makes offers that you cannot refuse. And he's not, he's, he's got huge balls of steel. This is a, this is a move not without serious risk. Um, I want to go to you first. I know you love Rob Williams. How are you feeling right now about the Boston Celtics in 2024? Yeah, I'm kind of torn about this trade, um, especially with media day coming tomorrow. Um, I'm kind of trying to get a feel for understanding that we got better at guard by adding Holiday, uh, but I'm really concerned about the big situation. I know we added Porzingis to the team. Um, And I know Rob only played about 35 games last year, but I did love Time Lord, uh, what he played as, you know, being a free safety on the court and his two-man game with Tatum. Um, Who's going to step up now? I know Cornette, Big Bird is our third big right now. You know, is it Walsh stepping up? Is it Kata stepping up? That's my biggest concern is that big right now. But I think Kata is... I think Kata will see how he does in training camp, which, by the way, starts on Tuesday. But I think he was the defensive player of the year in the D-League. He was first team all G-League last year. And a lot of people think very highly of him. We don't need him to score. So I think Kata is going to fill that role. But the the Celtics, in making this trade, have also created a roster spot, Guillermo. And clearly they, along with Milwaukee, along with a couple of other teams, I don't know if the Lakers even have any room for anybody now, but Phoenix and Denver and others are going to be the teams that ring chasers will go to. If you're a big and you want a chance to compete for a championship, Boston is the place to go. Yeah, I most certainly agree. I mean, there's names that are being thrown out there. Uh, Blake Griffin. Dwight Howard. Uh, For me, I would love to welcome a Boogie Cousins. Um, But I think Kata and Walsh have huge opportunities to step into that third big role and can maximize it because 
the demand from them isn't as high as maybe a Rob Williams was since we have uh, Porzingis on the team? Well, this is not a full podcast, everybody. This is going to be one segment. This is our our initial reaction to the trade, and I'm going to tell you why I think this trade is a win for Boston. Sometimes trades are made not only from a basketball perspective, but I think from a basketball perspective only, the Celtics had to make this trade. Damian Lillard is that good, folks. Remember when he led Portland, and I don't remember who else he had on that team, and you probably don't either, to the Western (laughs) Conference Finals? This guy can go for 50 in any playoff game. He is the closer for the Milwaukee Bucks, and they have enough defense around him. They're not as good defensively as they were, but if you cannot account, I mean, you got Derek White, who is an all-defensive team player from last year, but Drew Holiday, with a chip on his shoulder, and by the way, after Holiday was told by the Blazers, look, we're, we're going to be moving you on, Holiday had a list of teams that he wanted to go to, Boston was at or near the top of that list, which is very good news because it shows that he wants to compete. He wants to beat the Bucs. You know, he was hurt. He said he wanted to retire there. And there was a lot of talk about him retiring. I I hope he's not retiring now. I hope the Celtics had a handshake deal with him before this trade was finalized to where he's brought on for another couple, three years after uh, maybe two years after his, his current deal expires. But why are the Celtics better, Guillermo? Because I think Drew Holiday, as we saw last year, you remember that game where the Celtics kind of rested everybody and were still winning? Hauser had a monster game. Drew Holiday went off in that game. Yeah. And he is capable of doing great things on offense, but he doesn't need to with this team. And he's so smart. And so, I mean, in a way, we get a little bit of the Marcus Smart, maybe not the physicality, but in terms of just the, the defensive intensity, we get some of that back with Drew Holiday. Yeah, like I said on our last episode, that guy has the dog in him. I think he's definitely going to come out swinging, especially against those Bucks, who, like you said, he wanted to retire with. I think it's a great addition. And I think he's going to gel well with these guys. I think he'll accept any role that, you know, is presented to him. He'll come off the bench if needed. He'll, you know, score sometimes if needed. Um, And like you said, he's a great defender who can play multiple against multiple positions. Um, Huge addition. I love that Brad is always willing to stir the pot and do whatever is necessary for the team to get over the hump, right? And that's what we want. We want to hang our banner no matter what. We loved Marcus Smart. We loved Time Lord. But sometimes you have to move those pieces in order to put yourself in a better situation. Yeah, we have to commend Brad. We also have to commend Wick and Steve and the Celtics ownership group. I think that the Celtics also don't make this trade unless they probably talk to JT as well. I got to think that Brad is smart enough to do that because we know how close Tatum and Rob were. But let's, I want to talk about uh, Drew Holiday for a second. Last year, he averaged 7.4 assists mm. in 32 minutes for the Bucs. Um, he's averaged seven assists, around seven assists, for most of his career. Okay, The Celtics lost playmaking when they got rid of Marcus Smack. They get it back with Drew Holiday. 
this is going to make us a much better offensive team with this guy who can shoot the three, but is also a playmaker, knows how to get guys the ball in their spots. And it's going to make Tatum and Brown and Porzingis and Horford all better on the offensive end. We talk about, well, you know, we lost Brogdon. Brogdon was, I mean, sometimes when there's smoke, there's fire. We don't know how healthy Malcolm Brogdon will ever be over the course of his career. He was a warrior last year. He played through injury. He won the sixth man of the year. He's a very, very good NBA player. I'm sad to see him go. But apparently he may not have been happy to be coming back. This also eliminates that problem. And as far as the Celtics lineups, this gives us more flexibility. Derek White is one of the most important players on the Celtics. And I think that he's the most humble, uh, winning player that, that we've got, you know? And so I don't think he necessarily cares if he starts or come off the bench. If he comes off the bench, he will be a strong favorite to win the NBA sixth man of the year. But the Celtics can also come out with a death lineup of holiday, white, Brown, Tatum, Porzingis. Wow. Yeah. That's a tough one to defend there. I mean, those guys all can score and those guys all play really good defense. Um, and yeah, I think, you know, a lot of people were clamoring for the Celtics to get that pure point guard that doesn't really exist in these times, uh, a Rondo-esque. And like you said, he averaged seven assists. That's going to be tremendous for this team. KP is going to spread the floor and kill any two, three zones by being at the free throw line. And then with Holiday putting the guys in the right situations, like this is going to be a tremendous lineup. Some other thoughts, random thoughts coming out of this. First of all, you know, on Twitter, we saw a lot of, excuse me, on X, we saw a lot of Miami Heat fans melting down <laughs> over, over the Lillard trade I saying, we could have, you could have got better from us. You could have got better from us. Well, let's look at what Joe Cronin has done yeah. for getting Damian Lillard. For Damian Lillard, yeah. he got the number one, former number one overall pick, DeAndre Ayton, who's a, basically a lock for 18 points and 10 rebounds. He got Rob Williams. He got unprotected picks in 2029 from both the Celtics and the Bucks. And by the way, it's not just the Bucks. If this thing goes south for either one of these teams, those 2029 unprotecteds could be another Jalen Brown or another Jason Tatum. Who knows? So that's very smart on there. Plus two pick swaps coming out of Milwaukee that are also unprotected. Plus the Warriors first round pick next year, which is lightly protected top four, uh, you know, and Brogdon and Malcolm Brogdon right, right. and Malcolm Brogdon will also be moved. So expect the Clippers and yes, the Miami heat sure. to be making calls. And I would expect maybe another first round pick. Yeah. So no, Miami could not have come close to that. And Portland now, as you look at their team with Scoot Henderson, with, uh, you know, Simons. The, the other two, Simons Sharp. and, and the shade, shade and sharp. Yeah. And now Rob Williams and Deandre Ayton. Yeah. I mean, they may not make the playoffs this year, but wow, that team going forward is young and loaded with picks and, and very talented and very athletic. So I think uh, Portland comes out of this really good, but the Celtics did what they had to do. And the two other things I want to say, Milwaukee, Giannis hasn't signed that extension to my knowledge. Yeah. 
They have until October 27th to sign him. What if the Celtics knock the Bucks out this year? Giannis could be gone. Okay. And now you're sitting there with a $55 million deal or whatever for Damian Lillard and not much else. But the same thing could be said for the Celtics. Jason Tatum can leave after next season. Celtics will be trying to lock him up with an extension after this season. They've got tons of salary now tied up in four players and a bunch of other minimum guys. The Celtics, Brad put all his chips to the center of the table. We have to do it now, Guillermo. Yeah, this is the year. We got to do it now. This is why Brad moved on from a 10-year leader like Smart, moved on from you know a prospect who couldn't get on the court like Rob and got us Porzingis and Holiday for the Jays and said, okay, now this is your team. I've given you pieces. I've given you somebody who's won a championship before. Put it together. Go get it right now. Well, certainly the Celtics have the starting five to do it, but sometimes depth comes into play. If we go with the starting five with Al Horford, and for the record, if you're following us at Lucky's Lounge Pod on X, you know that we have favored Rob as the starter. Oh, excuse me, uh, Al as the starter over Rob. This also eliminates that question. Sure. But a starting lineup of Drew, Jalen, Jason, Kristaps, and Al with Derek White coming off the bench, that's pretty darn good. But the Celtics, beyond those top six, now you're talking about players like O'Shea Brissett and Sam Hauser and Peyton Pritchard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, maybe there's room to add some depth and the Celtics will be active in the in the buyout market, in the free agent market, they have a roster spot and we'll just have to see. Yeah, I know. And it's still a long time, but between now and February, when the trade deadline happens and when buyouts happen, look at Reggie Bullock, who is now on the market, could potentially join the Celtics, who was just waived by the Spurs. Um, but I think as needed, Brad has shown he'll do whatever it takes to add to the team where it's needed, when it's needed, and and Brad, I trust, to do the right decision. The Marcus Smart trade was very painful for yours truly. In my living room, I have a sign that says, in this house, we do not slander Marcus Smart. Uh, I would have named my next son after him. I mean, that's <laughs> how serious this was. And yet, when we got Porzingis, I said, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. A lot of fans haven't gotten over that. I understand that. Rob Williams, I mean, I'm seeing on on X right now, a lot of Celtic fans are saying, we don't like this trade. And I think you have a certain segment of our fan base that, number one, appreciates defense, that appreciates good guys and good character, which Rob has all of those three things. But they're also sentimentalists. Yeah. And I don't think you can get too sentimental when you're talking about the stakes here, because again, we lose, we could lose Tatum if we can't, I mean, you know, it's, it's Tatum loves it here. And, and I hope he, he wants to be like his hero, Kobe Bryant and stay with one franchise. And I, that's one of the sad things about Lillard leaving is that no matter what he does, he couldn't, he's, he's not Kobe Bryant. He's not Larry Bird. He, he's not Bill Russell. He's not Tony Gwynn. 
you know, he's, he's going to have to have done it somewhere else. And that's kind of sad. I want Tatum to stay here, but we had to do what we have to do. And Rob Williams, I, you know, this is not hate. This is just facts. Okay. As Rob would say, facts. <laughs> 2019, he played 32 games. 2020, he played 20 games or 29 games. 2021, he played 52 games. We go to the finals at the year that he plays 61 games. So he he missed, I think, the beginning of the season, comes back, plays 61 games, and was so incredible, you know, that he really helped us be the best team in the NBA. It wasn't, I mean, he he maybe started to break down toward the finals against Golden State, but he was one of the key players and one of the reasons why we should have won the championship. But then last year, 35 games. It's possible, guys that it will never come together for the time Lord, because he he can't stay on the court. Yeah. And I think what happens to a lot of our green teamers and, you know, I know um, Tommy Heinsohn always used to have this thing of loving the players so much. I know he never wanted to trade, you know, a Greg Steensma or Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder. Cause he loved those players and the grittiness they brought to the Celtics each and every night. But if you're going to get better, sometimes you got to move on from, you know, those gnarly guys who are doing the little things to get you over the hump each and every night. But if you're going to get better to win a a championship and hang a banner, you got to make those difficult decisions. Also throwing picks at times to – mortgage the future to win now and we're in a win now mode. Brad Stevens is probably not done. Again, he has a roster spot. They're going all in. So this means possibly signing another free agent. This means possibly another trade to balance out the roster. We're very strong at point guard right now, Guillermo. Celtics blog right now has a poll up to grade the Drew trade. Lucky's Lounge gives the trade an A, 50% of 90% of Celtics fans so far, about 1,400 votes right now, which, by the way, is a statistically significant sample size. 90% give it an A or a B. Only 3% give it a D or an F. Uh, Celtics Nation loves this trade. Uh, and I got to say, Guillermo, the Celtics made a, de- a decision to value starting lineup and high-end rotation. In other words, Right. The top six, we want to have the, we want to have a better top six than New York, than Milwaukee, than Miami, than Philadelphia, than Denver. I think we've achieved that. We sacrifice depth, but who's got a better top six than us? Yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. I think we do have the best top six in the league. And when playoff time comes, you know, the rotation goes to eight, maybe nine here and there, uh, barring any injuries or foul trouble. So I'm okay with having the best top six and having some spot guys in certain situations fill in where needed. And it's still early. Like I said, we could fill that spot now or come trade deadline or towards the end of the year. I'm sure the team will be tweaked um, to make sure we get over the hump in the playoffs. Well, if you're listening, O'Shea Brissett, Sam Hauser, Peyton Pritchard, even our, even our buddy Cor- uh, Cornette, and, and Keda, you guys all have a chance to be heroes now. The Celtics have taken a, a gamble that you can do the job, but the Celtics, once again, they will have a chance to add somebody else 
between now and, and February timeframe. And I think Brad Stevens is going to do it. And so now the Celtics, look, I don't care what, you know, sports books have as, as the odds, you know, you, I hope you got a chance to, to bet on the Celtics right after the Lillard trade. They're probably going to go down, but overall I feel good about this trade. Now what's ahead Guillermo tomorrow is media day. Is Drew holiday going to be at media day? Uh, I mean, they do make planes, so hopefully he can be out here tonight for media day tomorrow. I would hope so. That'd be, that'd be huge. I mean, I'm going to be sitting inside U.S. Strategic Command at, off at Air Force Base and not at the Auerbach Center, which I, I lament, although um, kudos to Kevin McCarthy and, and Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden for keeping the government open so that uh, I will get a paycheck. Thank you all um, for doing your jobs. But uh, yeah, Media Day is going to be very exciting. I strongly encourage everyone who's listening to this podcast to Follow the Celtics on X starting about 1030 tomorrow morning. The Celtics will be posting content, live interviews and other things. We may hear from Drew Holiday. We will hear from Kristaps Porzingis, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, probably Brad Stevens and Joe Mazzula. It's going to be an exciting time. And folks, we're one week away from the Celtics and the 76ers at the Garden. The first preseason. Yeah, seven days away from the first preseason game. Let's get it. Yeah, man, I am super amped. I'm excited for tomorrow. I almost want to miss work just to tune in, but I'll be tuning in between meetings <laughs> at work and uh, staying locked into Celtics news and seeing what's going on there. I'd love if Drew Holiday is there, but if not, I know we'll get a press conference from him once he, you know, settles in in Boston. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if your employer listens to our podcast or not. I hope not. Because it sounds like it sounds like you might catch the Drew flu tomorrow. Yeah, definitely gonna have the Drew flu. Um, I'm definitely rocking some green tomorrow. I'm just super amped for the season to start. Training camp is around the corner, and preseason is coming up. I'm amped. Tune in Wednesday. Again, absolutely. Our next podcast, full podcast, is Wednesday night, where we'll discuss. The beginning of training camp. Again, follow the Celtics on X tomorrow. And, of course, you can probably check out Forsberg and Scalabrini, get all of the reactions. Uh, and then we'll be back Wednesday night. The Celtics training camp starts Tuesday. They'll have a couple practices on Tuesday, Wednesday, and we'll be on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Uh, you can listen to us on the way into work on the tee. And then Sunday night, Celtics 76ers. Folks, it's time to get excited the Boston Celtics are on the lips of every fan in the NBA, and it's a glorious thing, Guillermo. Yes, sir. This is the time to bleed green, represent, and show up and show out for your Boston Celtics. We have never been more hated by the folks down in Miami. <laughs> and I'll tell you, probably some people in Philadelphia aren't very happy either. We'll see what happens or Sunday Milwaukee. night. Don't, yeah, and don't sleep on those New York Knickerbockers. We got them October 25th, I think at Madison Square Garden. I think that's going to be a very important battle. But folks, that's it. That's our reaction. You can sleep like a baby tonight. The Celtics have made a trade that puts them right in position. And uh, we love it. So we will, on, for Guillermo Diaz, I am Captain Ron Flanders. And we will see you Wednesday night or Thursday morning on our next edition of Lucky's Lounge podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. 